Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. You know, one of the most exciting things about my life these days is that I get to meet other exciting, awesome people. They are on their living their genius, if you might. They are on their path, usually re- reinventing themselves into a life that they love. And so I met this wonderful lady. Her name is Susan Gibson in a mastermind with another um, group that we were with, with Bo Eason, who helps people tell their personal story. So that's how we connected But you will see after today what an awesome lady she is and why you may want to connect with her as we after our interview today. So let me tell you a little bit about Susan Gibson. In the first half of her life, she went to the University of Cincinnati to become a civil engineer. She got married, had two boys moved across the country several times, sold Discovery toys, and finally had her own custom window treatment business. Sounds all pretty normal, doesn't it? And how many out there listening would say, that's very similar to me? Well, to just about everybody, Susan had an amazing life. Nice house, nice cars, good family, successful husband, and they traveled internationally. So wasn't, so why wasn't she happy? My healing journey began more than seven years ago when I asked myself that very question, says Susan. Today, Susan has graduated with a bachelor's degree from the only four year school for energy healing, the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. She has completed over 2,500 hours of training. Oh, my gosh. She combines Brennan healing science, healing touch, life coaching, and other modalities to assess assess and promote healing in the areas of dis-ease in her clients' lives. She co-facilitates a weekly sexual assault support group for Women Helping Women as a volunteer. And recently, Susan started a meetup which which talks about healing sexual assault holistically. Welcome, Susan. I love this story. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so Did much, you love Grace. living it? It's so wonderful being here with you. 
Ah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, you, you know, you have done a, 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 a really major life change. Uh, how you switched your life. I know there were, there, we always switch out of knowing we're in pain and wanting to get out of it. But that, that defining moment that we all have that it helps that sends the message says it's time, it's time to move on to do what you have to do here is kind mm-hmm. of an, a, a difficult uh, part in our journey. So would you mind sharing with us what, what was the transitional defining moment for you? Oh, I'd be happy to. Thank you, Joyce. You know, I knew on my wedding night that I had made a mistake. And Oops. yet, there I still where it was 22 yeah. years later. Yeah. Still married. Mm-hmm. And so what had happened was my oldest son was looking at colleges, was going to be leaving for school, and my younger son was three years behind him. And mm-hmm. I thought, what do I have left? Right. When they're gone, what do I have left? Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where I felt like if I did not do something differently, if I didn't start choosing me, mm-hmm. that my soul was going to die in that marriage. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those moments are like, they almost take the wind out of you. You kind of go, you know, what have I done? Have I learned? Has it all been a waste? Have I not done anything right? I mean, I can relate to some of those instances that you've shared with us because it is just, it's in several lives. But I'm so interested in how you moved from that moment into becoming um, an energy healer. And so I guess, do we ask how you got became an energy healer or do we tell them what an energy healer is first? Uh, Let me tell you what an energy healer is. Sure. Yeah. Because I had, Absolutely no idea what an energy healer was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know what it was. Didn't know if I believed in it. Um, But I got to a point where I I was looking at my life, trying to figure out why I had suffered with depression and anxiety and panic attacks. Mm -hmm. Why I had gained 80 pounds over that course of time why mm. I was drinking like a bottle mm. of wine every single night, trying to right. numb out to the things mm. that I wasn't paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And so um, what an energy healer does is um, connects with their client mm-hmm. and looks at the state of dis-ease within their system. So uh, disease could be an actual disease. Mm-hmm. Um, it can show up in, in your mental thoughts. It can show up in your physical body. It can show up with your relationship with yourself. What doesn't feel right? Mm-hmm. What's calling for your attention? Right. So when I went to an energy healer, my, my cousin actually suggested it because I had done a bunch of work on my own. And I got to a point where I like, 
I realized I didn't know where to go next. I didn't mm-hmm. know what my next step was. Mm-hmm. And so I went to this energy healer that my cousin had recommended and had such an amazing experience. She connected in in my belly area, which is the second chakra, mm-hmm. uh, which is all about sexuality and creativity. And she mm-hmm. said, wow, there is so much anger here. Can you feel that? And I was so disconnected from my body that I couldn't feel it. Yeah. Until yeah. she started running energy. And all of a sudden, this feeling of stuff just coming straight up to my throat and wanting to come out mm. happened. And it was, I, I kept swallowing. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Yes. Let me push this back down, which was oh, a yeah. for me. Right. Push it all down. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And she said, just breathe. Just breathe. Deep breathing. And so I mm-hmm. did. And this surge of energy came out in the form of a scream. And <gasps> after that moment, I had this sense of peace that I never have had before in my life. Hmm. So you really didn't identify what the pain was or the noise was about. It was just the releasing of what had been in your body. Is that correct? Well, I knew that so much of the the dis-ease in my system had to do with mm-hmm. the fact that I was raped when I was 16 and okay. again when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I went through this process, I remembered being molested by a family member when I was four mm-hmm. and by a family friend, a girl, when I was mm-hmm. nine. So there's a lot of past sexual trauma in my life. Yeah. There was past yeah. physical uh, trauma, you know, like mm-hmm. many people mm-hmm. in that day and age, I was raised uh, being disciplined by the belt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is a, a the problem of rape. The issue of rape is so prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to share a story with you. When I was in working with Jack, and we were in one Jack Canfield, and we were in one of the working sessions. Um, There were maybe 30 people in this group. And Jack asked, it was, oh, it's so intense, this this session. But Jack asked how many women had been molested or sexually assaulted. And almost half of the women stood up. And I was shocked because I, you know, I kind of, lived in a protected area, not that I had experienced that. And it was just so, it was just a shock to me that so Mm -hmm. many women had been touched this way. And Mm -hmm. so I just think about the women that are still out there today that have not been in a Jack Canfield's work, who have not gone to an energy healer, that still deal in everyday life with that Mm -hmm. hidden secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so you know, the the statistics are that one in 3 women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. And that is only from 
reported rates. Yeah. I believe it is more like the one and two that you experienced in mm-hmm. in that group. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not only that, but the women that I've worked with, um, with my work through Women Helping Women, through the, the meetup, a full 97% of them have mm-hmm. had more than one sexual assault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there is something about the energy that we carry after something like that happens that somehow can attract additional traumas. Ah, yeah. And so what is the the thought, Susan, that if you can remember it, that you carry with you is that it's my fault I didn't deserve it. I'm a victim. What is it that that you carry carried with you? Can you can you actually answer that question? Because it's probably more than one thing. But I'm just yeah. curious. Well, I think first of all, uh, women who have been sexually assaulted are some of the strongest people that I know. Because they you mean now or at the time they were sexually assaulted. Eh, well. After the assault. After, yeah. Okay. So, so often, you know, it's it's easy to say, okay, we're, we're going to compartmentalize this. We're going to say, okay, this happened to me. I lived mm-hmm. through it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, it's, you know, moving forward from here, and right. I'm just going to let this go. But the problem is, is that in every cell of our being, that experience, and it hasn't been dealt with. Hmm. Right. But Mm -hmm. the feeling, I think, uh, and society actually encourages this is, um, you know, they they ask questions like, what what were you wearing? Well, Uh, what were you doing there? mm -hmm. Why were you there? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you why didn't you scream? Why didn't you fight back? Why didn't you say no? So what they what people the questions that people ask actually reinforce our thought mm-hmm. that we did something wrong, that this is our fault. Mm-hmm. And at times we, we question whether it actually really did happen the way that we remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Sometimes <clears throat> even in the divorce process, um, there's that stage that you go through And what probably keeps you in the marriage longer is that I'm not trying hard enough. I need to do more. This is really, if I just be nicer, if I just do more of what he wants, if I just, if I, if I'd, those are all, I don't know where, where does that come from? Why do we create this (laughs) delay tactic? (laughs) It's there. It's saying, it's not working. And we keep going, oh no, if I'm better, if I'm better. Do you see, we have such, why do we have that? Is that the human weakness? What do you think yeah, that is? Yeah, I think sometimes, I think sometimes it just has to get bad enough before you are ready to, to make a, a change. You mm-hmm. know, we learn through pain. Mm-hmm. The, the I reason know. that, you know, we, we have instances where we hear that small, still voice in us. You know, mm-hmm. when I think about the disease process, we have that 
that that voice that says, you know what, something doesn't feel right in my body. I really should go to the mm-hmm. doctor. And yes. then we negate it. And we say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I really don't have time right now. So I'll, I'll deal with that later. And then it becomes a little bit more insistent and the disease process becomes a little bit um, uh, more difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and still we don't listen. And it takes that wake-up call, that, that diagnosis of cancer, that uh, request for a divorce, that death in the family or of a loved one or a friend, before we actually make that change. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you said something earlier I wanted to go back and address, that okay. um, it's whether it's an internal or physical, um, uh, how it comes out through the body, how we express it. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned it's either physical, mental or physical, I believe. That's not exactly the way you said it. But I'm thinking you can't split those two. If it's energetically in our body, then it's also going to become physical in our body. Yeah. Some say that's the reason we have so much cancer these days and mm-hmm. other diseases that uh, demonstrate or come out in our body by physical illness. Right. So, you know, when I had um, I had breast cancer last year and I kind of went, mm. well, OK, what's not working here? <laughs> because of the work I had done. And I started really seriously looking at what was I doing to my body, sugar, alcohol, all of those things that we think won't hurt us. They're just pleasures. And yet they be, they turn on our bodies. They don't really feed the body. They do, if anything, they destroy the body. And so you have to start thinking, okay, I, I need to get serious here with this body that I live in. So it's kind of interesting to share that little insight that I had because it really was another wake up call, you know, and I'm fine now. I'm fine. So I'm so glad. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, cancer is a very interesting thing. I, I don't know of too many other diseases that when people get it, that people will finally put all of those other things that have taken up all the time in their life on the back burner and finally make themselves their priority. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Yeah. I have friends that are really totally ignoring any sign of cause or taking any responsibility or um, accepting any of the reason that they go from one horrible physical ailment to another, to another, to another. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, the very first time that I ever had an energy healing session was at a spa in Austin, Texas. It's been 25, 30, maybe even 35 years ago. And it was very, I thought very, of course, mentioned that to me and my brain was all over it going, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that because (laughs) I'm just so open to those healing 
um, modalities that are available to us, but yet in the Bible Belt of East Texas, it's sometimes never spoken of. Fortunately, it's changing. But, and probably you're in, are you still in Cincinnati? Yes, I am. So it's probably very much more accepted there as a viable healing practice. Yes, it is. Yes. That's right. Yay. (laughs) So, okay. So, you know, I was looking at your website, which I really encourage you all to go to her website because she's got wonderful things on there. But uh, there's one of these blogs that so touched me because I believe it. I believe that everything happens for a reason and still there is pain and grief. And then you lead us into that when you get into pain and grief and you start feeling it, the importance of moving through the pain and grief is that you will heal with this pain and grief. Absolutely. So when we see a friend that's going through the loss of a husband, uh, we see her pain, we understand her grief, but somehow how can we share with them the the transition is sending her on to a different life? Do you well, work with... Go ahead. Sorry. I, well, I think acknowledgement of where mm-hmm. they are is really important and knowing that everybody grieves in their own way. Yes. Yes. And to allow them to do that, um, feeling your feelings, you know, sometimes in the beginning, especially, you know, if you have a loss, um, of, of a loved one, it's at first you're very numb. And, and you kind of have to be to get through all of the things that you have to get through. Yes. You know, the funeral and, and you know, preparations and dealing with everything. You need to be able to act, right? Mm-hmm. But then once all of that activity is over, that's when it gets difficult, I have found. And, mm-hmm. and so, yes, allowing yourself to have time to, to feel it, not to have to push it aside, but to really sit and just be with your grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost think, when you're going through the 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 day to day after the immediate loss that you're kind of moving at slow speed and it's a surreal time. And you don't quite put it all together. You just know you have a job to do. So you have to focus on the job. And, um, it is, it's kind of, uh, and, and then it's almost, okay, that's over, but then you have to go back and do the real world, real work, yeah. which is taking care of yourself. Absolutely. So do you, um, how do you help people that are going through the grieving process in your work? Well, um, I think the most important thing is is to listen. Yes. Um, to uh, first of all create safety for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Th- that's most important. You can't go any further 
until you've helped them to create safety. Right. Uh, so I work with the, with the energy system. Uh, I work with the first chakra, which is all about grounding and connection to the earth and safety. And mm-hmm. really working with, with that. Um, I think when you have any kind of trauma, which a loss of someone you love is definitely a trauma, yeah. it, it can affect your energy field. It can create holes or tears or um, even blow it out, depending on, on what happened. And so repairing that, that outer level is, is quite important because that gives you a sense of, of boundary and protection. Mm. From the so outside are you, world. are you using this sort of as a, a, a shell around us? Is your energy level? Is that what you're talking about when you say blow it out? Yeah. So we have, we have seven layers to the energy field. Okay. And that outer level is kind of egg shaped and, you know, it has that kind of consistency where it's, it's got a, a protection. Mm-hmm. It creates a boundary the same way that your skin yeah. is a boundary between the outside world and your inside world. Right. Yes. And so yeah. that can actually be damaged when you yeah. have a kind of trauma. Mm. And it makes you feel even more vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. That would make sense. Cause you do certainly yeah. when you're grieving feel so vulnerable. The the fear is just unbelievable in those days, those days. So, but anyway, I, um, (laughs) we're going to go shortly to a break and I don't want to get you too deep into a question, but with this, knowing that I may have to cut you off, you say here that happiness is an inside job. So, one of the things that I feel people have a problem with is in the healing process that we just briefly talked about, which has five different phases normally, but not necessarily you all, you go through all of them, but it's sometimes we get stuck in the grieving, grieving process because of maybe the group we hang with, uh, the surroundings that support us. How does one allow herself to realize that this transition needs to happen and that the the job, the decision to go on be happy is really an inside job? Mm. Well, Did I make I that, that difficult? So- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. I'm sorry, Susan. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's challenge, challenge. Well, <laughs> Uh, accepted. <laughs> you know, I think so often in this world that we, we do look to the outside to, mm. to make us happy. Mm-hmm. Things on the outside. That person will make me happy. This house will make me happy. Driving this car will make me happy. But the truth of the matter is those are all just trying to fill a hole that's inside of you. So when you can go inside and be able to sit with yourself and question, well, what's going on here? What am I not seeing? What do I need to see? What's calling for my attention? What is that ache and pain over here? What's it, what's it there for? 
What is it trying to tell me? So we will be back short. Motivational speaker and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking with Susan Gibson today, and she is an energy healer and has shared with us a fascinating life that she has grown through, shall we say, Susan, grown through. And so anyway, one of the things, the realities that we all get the message eventually is that happiness is really an inside job. So Susan, you want to talk to us about that? Because I think a lot of us don't get it, you know? Mm. Well, I think that we have learned throughout our life to look outside of ourselves for happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, the perfect career, the perfect husband, the beautiful house, Mm-hmm. Um, a great car, lots of money. When I have all of these things or any of those things, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is the only place you're really going to find happiness is inside because all of those other things are just filling the hole inside mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so hard to realize that that happiness is inside. So how does one go about finding their happiness, Susan? Mm, by connecting Because it's with a journey. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, so often we keep ourselves so busy, so we don't mm-hmm. have time to just think. Mm-hmm. We just sit and be. We do instead. But taking time each and every day. To connect with yourself, to mm-hmm. listen to your inner voice, to mm-hmm. pay attention to what's going on in your body, what emotions that you might be feeling, what's calling for your attention that day, mm-hmm. and not try to push through everything. Yes. Yeah. I, I think also realizing that 
when we're getting ready for major things in our life, stressful things in our life. And I will allude again to um, my cancer. One of the things that I, and I should have known better, I'm in this work. And so, but I didn't because I just thought of myself as Wonder Woman for so many years mm-hmm. that um, I didn't really pick up on this. And I was having very little reaction to my, the treatment, uh, radiation of treatments. And then one day I just hit the wall. I just, well, I was, mm-hmm. couldn't think. I was tired. And it's like, okay, Joyce, you got to step back and rest. And it meant putting my career on the hold. It meant not going to every event and just taking care of Joyce. And those are such subtle but very obvious reminders, but I was a little slow on uptake, to realize I needed to take that rest. And I think that happens to so many of us because we don't prepare. We don't understand maybe the stress level because we've gotten so used to carrying so much stress in our lives. Mm. And when we don't sit and have that quiet morning in the mornings, that t- quiet time in the morning to really do a body search, we c- we can't pick up on those sometimes. So yeah. do you advocate for your clients that they do that as a ritual, body search or whatever you want to call it, mind search? Yeah, really listening to yourself and paying attention. Yes, yeah, you can scan your body. You can start at your feet and you can just ask your feet, do you have anything to say to me today? Which that can sound a little hokey, but it really mm-hmm. does work. Mm-hmm. Um, and would you, get a, med- would you get a thought? Would you get, as you go up through your legs and your tummy, and would you get a thought? Is that how your your body might communicate with you? Or how would you get a indication? I think there's a, there's a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're sitting there and asking a oh, body part, you know, is there mm-hmm. something that I need to know, you can feel inside of yourself uh, either an openness, or you may have like a contraction, just a tightening mm. of some place, or mm-hmm. you might have a pain, or you mm-hmm. might have a thought. You know, we mm-hmm. get our messages in so many different ways. You may see a color. You may mm. see a picture. Um, right. We all receive information in, in different ways. Right. Well, I know those people that come to you, Do when people do energy work, do they come Weekly or monthly, or how does that work? So I do uh, both in-person sessions and also long-distance work. Oh, you do? And, oh, absolutely. Oh, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, there's really no such thing as time and space. So, and really, you know, energy is everywhere. I think mm-hmm. so often people think that it's something that's really woo-woo and out there, but it's actually mm-hmm. science science-based it's magnetic resonance so Mm -hmm. it's actually sometimes easier for me to do long distance because you know if you look at energy the equation for energy is e equals mc squared where m Mm. is mass well your body has a lot of mass so it's going to be at a lower energetic rate 
So it's easier to actually connect in energetically without the body there. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. That's wonderful to yes. know. Well, with yes. knowing that, let's send, let's give the information to um, our listeners today of how they might get in touch with you. So what is your website? Uh, my website is yourplaceforpeace.com. And on your and website, they find out how to send you a message or... Um, yes, and actually, you could even just go to... I have a bit.ly link, if you're familiar with that. It's oh, yeah. B-I, yeah, bit.ly slash thrive with Susan. Mm-hmm. And if there's anyone who is interested in getting a little bit more information, maybe speaking with me, I do offer a free complimentary 30-minute consultation to see if it would be beneficial and uh, a good fit, actually, mm-hmm. to work together. Mm-hmm. I can see for sure the woman that has had a traumatic experience in her life physically, mentally, physically, through rape or what or any uncomfortable situation like that, that this would be a wonderful resource for them. But other people that you help through the energy work, what would other symptoms be? Um, I know that you were doing in on your website, you have some sessions showing you doing a session on men. Are those usually... Um, well, I guess they could be raped too, but what other reasons would people use an energy healer for? I have had clients, um, from all walks of life, all Mm -hmm. ages. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've even worked with animals. Um, Oh, I know. I've I've had that before. (laughs) (laughs) And they, they come for a myriad of reasons. It's, it's yeah. all how disease shows up in your life. Uh-huh. So I support women who have a lot of anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. I have worked with uh, men who have um, heart issues, high mm-hmm. blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Cancer, brain cancer. Yes. Mm. Awesome. Anything that is oh. causing discomfort in your life mm-hmm. can be benefited from energy healing. Mm. That is interesting. I guess I still have a lot to learn about energy healing, Susan. Um, well, I know I've enjoyed more. it. Yeah, so I may have to have that complimentary <laughs> 30 minute session. <laughs> One of the things that you listed on your um, form was. The lotus flower grows in the mud. What do you mean by that? Yes. Well, you know, I think that sometimes um, we feel as women, as people really, that when we've been through very difficult things, things Mm -hmm. that we judge ourselves on, that we are somehow damaged. Oh, yeah. Really, you know, it lowers our self-esteem, right? But yes. I think about the lotus flower, and lotus flowers actually grow in the mud, and they mm. propagate via, via rhizomes in the mud. Mm-hmm. 
and mm. they, sh- they have these shoots that come up through the mud and the murky water and, and the yuckiness, and mm-hmm. they don't open up until they get to the very top. And ah. as you see them, they are absolutely perfect. They mm-hmm. have been untouched by all of that that they've been through. And that's how I see my clients. Oh, that's and beautiful. I, oh. Yeah, that's a beautiful thought, a beautiful visual, um, you know, to realize that. And I don't know anybody that doesn't go through the muddy murk. You know, some are more intense than others, but I don't know anybody that grows up without being touched with um, ugliness at some time in their life. If they have it, then they haven't grown very much (laughs) because that's your growing tool. That's how you move. And you know, we're not meant to have just a cushy life. Oh, that's going to be news for some people. (laughs) (laughs) that's really going to be news you know one of the things I think happens is particularly for the women in in their lives is we grow up with that Cinderella story and Mm -hmm. that says we're going to we're going to marry the prince and and I think we we assume we take it to the next level we as girls women take it to the next level and says and life will be beautiful forever. And so I think one of the important things that we do in our grieving is letting go of that dream. Now, for those women that do have that life going on, that is wonderful. And I believe that. But I also know, and I also think the figures substantiate, that 50% of those women don't. That's the, that's the divorce right now. So 50% of that is the not coming to fruition. Also, the woman that loses her husband never figures that we get to retirement age with the golden years and we should be able to go, go and have, but so many of their husbands, one of them will leave early and their dream too has been forfeited by death and separation. And it's right. it, it's so important that we know that if we don't have the tools, such as you said, happiness from inside, and we don't know that we can go to an energy healer to know, help us move through that, to find ourselves, then, then the journey can be so much more difficult. I think it's mm-hmm. awesome. I love what you're doing, Susan. <laughs> oh, thank you, Joyce. I do. Those ladies <laughs> in Cincinnati. Now, I keep thinking. See, I keep thinking you're in Cincinnati, but you can touch the world with your I ability. Yes. So what is your dream, Susan? I know helping women is very important, but you're also helping all humans. But do you have a, a next step for you? I'm what is still your working mission? on that? Yeah, yes, I'm. It's unfolding. You know, I I have hopes and dreams, and you know, I would love to to speak on stage and touch so many lives because I think that there are so many people who need this mm-hmm. to get that 
out there to people to bring healing to their lives because especially women. And the reason women are so important to me is because when you touch a woman's life, when she heals, everyone around her heals because mm. that's the power of a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. We touch so many lives. And I think in some ways we are very healable. we are open to we just want to get out of the pain and move on to really being happy and what our sources are now there are other ways that people can also stay in touch with you you have your website your www.yourplaceforpeace.com but you also have a facebook page which is uh you want to give that out? Well, the name of my business is A Peaceful Place in the Park. Yes. So you can Google that um, on Facebook. You, well, you can look at it on Facebook. You can, if it's easier to find me um, on my personal page, it's Susan Gibson. Uh-huh. Uh, and actually, I think it's Susan Lucas Gibson on Facebook. Okay. So there's so many different, you're also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So going yeah. to your, um, your website is the best way to get to you. Or what did you say? Susan? Yeah, I think that would Gibson? be the best way. If, if email is easier for you, you can send me an email at Susan at yourplaceforpeace.com. Very good. All right, Susan. Now, you also offer uh, programs. And so tell us about some of your programs that you have. Do these need to be done in person or are they on the Internet? I do them via Zoom. Great. The program that I have right now is uh, Healing the Disease to Please. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I, you know, I started really looking at when I was, when I was at Barbara Brennan, I started asking the question of why does this happen to women more than once? Why does it happen to people more than once? What is Mm -hmm. the, the energy of that? And who is more likely to be a perpetrator? And I realized that people who have trauma in their past, Learn mm-hmm. to run their energy in a particular way and pleasing people. And the thought is, if I make people happy, then they're not going to hurt me. But uh. when we run our energy that way, we will tend to bring in people of a more narcissistic nature who have a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so how do you start changing that? Because you can't change another person. You can only work on you. Right. So it's about raising our energy level. Is that what you're saying? Our self-love. Both? Both. And learning how to put boundaries in place. Yeah. If you do raise your work on the self-love, naturally your energy level raises. And you might not draw in some of those people. Yes. Unfortunately, we will have drawn them already <laughs> because <laughs> normally we start looking when life doesn't work 
And that's usually later in our life. But it doesn't matter when it starts, the search. It's just that it does. And we get to the part that we want more from life. We want more from us. And we know there's more. We just don't know how to do it. How did you start your journey? Did you? How did I start? Yeah. What part did of my you, journey? <laughs> well, okay. Your journey where you decided, okay, I'm going to start on my work. So did you start with directly with the energy work or was that moment, that was the moment and that's the path you followed was the uh, energy work? Yes. So that. a friend of mine okay. had given me a book about a year before and said, Susan, you're not ready for this book yet, but when you are, I want you to have this. Mm-hmm. And it was a book by Keith Abloh called Living the Truth. Mm. And I started reading it and doing the exercises, and it mm-hmm. started opening up my eyes as to what was not right in my life. And it, as I did my work, the next right step on the path just would unfold. Oh. And that's how I got to energy healing. Oh, that's a great story. What's the name of the book again? Keith Abloh, Living the Truth. Great. So if there's some woman out there or man that would like a a place to start, I mean, you started because you listened to us today, and Susan shared some really valuable information to help you know if you've experienced something traumatic or what do I do next? Where's the next step? And maybe the next step is to have that complimentary session with Susan. And so having that, that's a step. Get this book. It's a step. And we all start with steps. And so maybe that's where you start your journey today. For me, I was sitting, I was, um, sitting in a workshop in Phoenix. I like to go to a lot of workshops. <laughs> Susan, are you getting that message? I get, I love workshops. And so I was sitting in Sedona, Arizona, and I sat next to a woman that, uh, was from Texas. And so we immediately bonded because we we're both Texans. And she said, uh, so I said, what do you do? And she said, what do you do? And we shared this, the small talk. And then when she talked about being a coach and she said, oh, and by the way, I'm having a workshop in two weeks. And the name of the workshop was get out of my own way. And I just thought that sounds like me. I'm in my way to healing. So from there, I started with her. She had stayed with Jack. I moved just one to the next. But it's so interesting. We do get called on the path. I believe that. Once we make hard decisions and we know we're not in the right place, I do think we get called. And the steps are small, just as you said. The book was given to you when you were ready. I went to a workshop. I'd been started. I started with... mm, this coach and she moved me into Jack. So they're all such baby steps and they don't, you don't think they're taking you anywhere. You know, you're just doing one thing after another. You don't have an insight, but you just are moving. And 
that I think is the secret. You at least recognize that you're in pain and the movement is where you want to be. Do you agree? Absolutely. That's intention and intention mm-hmm. is everything. All change starts with intention. Right. Yeah. And so we know that you're going to be on the stage just like me because we took Bowie since telling your t- story. Yeah. So, I mean, it's another baby step to get us to another place in our lives. Yeah. Don't you agree? Absolutely. And because you went to that workshop, let me just keep <laughs> unfolding this for you. <laughs> and because you went to this workshop, we met. And now you're telling the whole world about how valuable you are and how wonderful and what an answer you're going to be to someone out there that needs to find you. Oh, thank I love you. that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just liking this. So now is your workshop ongoing or do you have a time that they kick off at the I do have a time start? that they kick off. Um, I finished up my first one and you might enjoy this. The people who were, the ladies who were in it were anywhere from 25 to almost 80. So it doesn't matter how old you are. When the Good time point. is right, the time is right. That's right. Yes. So, so I so, will be starting it again um, in October. Wonderful. And they go to your website to sign up for it? Yeah? Or uh, call you. you know, I'd rather start with the 30-minute consultation than have a conversation. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so is it October 1st or what is you just first of all, but if they have a question, if you're interested in possibly being in this workshop, give Susan yeah. a call, have your comp, yeah, comp, comp <laughs> complimentary 30 minute session. And then, um, then she can tell you all, all the other basics about the, around the workshop. I well, Susan, that. this has been. Such a great hour for me, and I know for my listeners, opening the possibilities of doing energy work with you and the healing benefit of that work is so powerful, and it's such an answer to some woman's prayer out there that she just needs help. Life's not working. So I thank you for taking your work on, for um, being available for us to have this interview today. So thank you very much for being here, Susan. Oh, and thank you, Joyce. It was lovely being with you and connecting with you again. And maybe we'll speak on the same stage one of these days. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) That would be powerful. (laughs) I know. So I am going to say goodbye for today. This has been a wonderful call, and I look forward to being with you next week when we will have another wonderful show sharing whatever it is that we need to share with you, how important it is to get the message out there. Thank you for being with us today, and I certainly do hope you have a magical week. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. 
Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 